Welcome to Manufacturing Talk Radio, your source for breaking news, business trends, and economic forecasts here and abroad that impact one-third of America's economy. And now your hosts, Lou Weiss and Tim Grady. And welcome to this episode of Manufacturing Talk Radio. I'm excited to get into this discussion. We have our senior international correspondent, Norbert Orr, with us reporting in on the 18 purchasing manager index surveys he follows all over the world, as well as some regional ones here in the U.S., and the one that's put out by the Institute of Supply Management with whom he used to work. He now works with a company called Strategus Research Partners, or Strategus Securities, LLC. Lou, it looks like it's going to be an interesting report. I I see some general weakening in the expanding category, and I'm going to need Norbert to decipher it for us. Uh, Yeah, uh, being that we did do a report uh, a few days ago, anytime I see a drop, I don't care if it was 80 and went to 79, I'm concerned. And that's only because (laughs) I'm in the metals industry. So I I realize these are good numbers, but it took just a little hiccup. So uh, Norbert, welcome to the show. Thank you. Good to be with you guys. Great. Thank you. Well, Norbert, explain to us what it means when we see your scattergram. And by the way, if people haven't seen their, uh, the, the scattergram, uh, check it out with us. Uh, when we see a lot of these economies going from strengthening to weakening yet still expanding. Yeah, uh, actually, it's such a great graphic. Uh, uh, I've got a, uh, another graphic on my office wall that uh, uh Diagrams Napoleon's march from uh, uh, France to, through the Alps and, and so on. Uh, that's considered the greatest graphic of all time. I really, this scattergram is turning out to be one of the really great graphics because it uh, visually shows you uh, the movement of the economy uh, and what's happening with it and so on. So uh, today, you know, uh, the the theme of what we're looking at is all about trends. Uh, well, I have, to, I have to ask you a question, Norbert, first, before okay. we get into serious stuff. So the Napoleonic graph that you have on your wall, did it predict that he won or lost? Uh, well, <laughs> it, it showed the great attrition. Uh, so I guess it predicted, it, it, it illustrates the loss uh, as opposed now, to... I, I see. Uh, okay. okay. But uh, I don't know if you've ever seen that before. You can actually look that up on, it's called uh, Napoleon's March to Moscow, the War of 1812. I'm uh, going to look it up. Quite, quite an interesting, uh, quite, quite an interesting uh, graphic. Uh, so, uh, you know, I think what we want to talk about today is, uh, is the trends, because the, the scattergram is, is really showing uh, the trend toward uh, weakening uh, growth, but weakening growth, uh, and uh, that's happening uh, across uh, a lot of different economies right now, and it's also happening on the basis of um, 
it's happening on the basis of the the stronger getting slightly weaker, the 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 weak are getting a good bit weaker, and, and so it's it's impacting everyone from that. Um, if you want me to go ahead, I'll I'll, I'll kind of get into some of the details and and what we're seeing sure. from a trend Absol- standpoint. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, Let's first hit uh, U.S. manufacturing. Uh, PMI came in at 57.7. What's more significant in my mind is uh, the new orders component. Uh, We always look at new orders as a leading indicator. It's telling us what's going to happen in the next couple of months. If new orders are strong today, production is going to be strong for the next couple of months uh, as, as a result of that. And when we look at uh, 2018, uh, at the, the 10 months of, of this year, what we see is new orders has only been under 60 on one occasion, and that was this past month. And uh, 60 is significant from the standpoint that uh, Anything over 50 is growing. Anything above 60 is just uh, doing extraordinarily well. So uh, 60 has been a a good number for new orders this year, uh, and we see a little bit of a a downturn in that. Uh, Frankly, uh, I I don't believe I've ever seen it stay above 60 for nine months and nine consecutive months. That's just an un, uh, unusual level of growth that, um, that that we have coming from that, and of course that's driven the PMI uh, production uh, has followed new orders, and I think there's uh, three of the nine months that, uh, uh, or actually ten months now, three of the ten months that uh, have, where production has been below 60. So uh, this is really strong. Uh, and the, really the right way to look at this is above 60 uh, or, or a reading of 60 month over month would be a, a 20% improvement over the month before. So uh, very, very strong readings all of this year. Can we repeat that in uh, 2019? Probably not. Um, it would be most unusual because uh Frankly, 2017 was a, a, a strong, strong year, and 2018 even stronger. So, uh, I think the PMI is going to average uh, so far this year 59.2. Uh, so, it, it's a, a very positive reading. Uh, so, I, I want to talk about trends, but I want to talk about them from the standpoint of. Uh, uh, where's the starting point? And, and for the U.S. manufacturing, the starting point on the trend is is that we've been above 60 for a lengthy period of time. Uh, new orders have been there. Production's been there. Employment has been very, very strong, as we know. Uh, all the numbers uh, are positive as far as manufacturing is concerned, but uh, I think it would be... Uh, uh, most unusual for us not to see some flattening in the manufacturing sector. Now, the key for the American economy is the non-manufacturing sector. Uh, Non-manufacturing data has uh, now three months above 
60 in a row, and uh, those numbers are quite strong. The, uh, September was 65.2, this past month 62.5. Uh, why is that significant? First of all, non-manufacturing is four times larger than manufacturing. So a reading above 60 in non-manufacturing is a solid statement that the economy is still strong, but that the manufacturing cycle is a little bit ahead of non-manufacturing, which is typically the case. So uh, we, we see good things continuing to happen in the U.S., uh, barring uh, some sort of an exogenous event, uh, I don't see... Uh, uh, I, I see a, a slow softening in the U.S. Uh, between manufacturing and non-manufacturing, but certainly uh, not at a level that should be of of major concern to us. Well, I have to ask, and I know that it's on the tip of Lou's tongue as well, we've now been under the tariff since March 23rd, and they continue to get ratcheted up. And in the ISM report, we see more and more comments from companies that tariffs are beginning to take their toll on prices and what they could pass on to their customers. Uh, what's your outlook on the tariffs, Norbert? I know we all kind of hope they'd be short term, but I don't think China's going to blink first. Uh Frankly, Tim, I, 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 I don't either. Uh, uh, <laughs> I think uh, uh, it, it's going to be uh, – we're, we're going to see if uh, this meeting down in Argentina, if uh, President Trump and uh, uh, Xi can uh, uh, come to some type of pulling the rabbit out of the hat type of event to, to, to at least agree that they're not going to advance the tariffs any further. Uh, I think would be a, a good message. Uh, we still have uh, a lot going on in Europe. Uh, it's it's going to be difficult to get to that. And and the thing I really saw this month, looking at the same uh, material you were looking at, uh, up to this up up to, until this month, people had more of an uh, attitude of what's going to happen from the tariffs that it really hadn't happened. And this month I, I saw a, a change in that tone to more of uh, it's happening to us and now we're trying to deal with it and we're trying to look for other sources. We're trying to figure out how to cut costs, do whatever we have. So that I think this is the month that I would say the tariffs really have, are starting to have a significant impact. And uh, frankly, we can't go too long at the, uh, with that being uh, being the case. Uh, we, we've got to. Uh, we and the Chinese both have a good reason. They have more than we have, and I think that's one of the things we have to keep telling ourselves uh, is that they have more at stake, and their economy is less position is not well positioned to handle. Uh, the tariffs going forward, and, and certainly we're in better shape than they are in doing it. Well, however, they have to know that. <laughs> if uh, only we know. If only we know that, it doesn't help. Especially when there's another tariff that's slated to be implemented in January. Right. So they got like two months uh, 
grace period to uh, become aware. Yeah, and and I've heard some uh, uh, number of people mention the fact that they have an expectation that uh, those tariffs won't be implemented, that they'll be delayed. Uh, Whether that happens or not, we'll have to wait and see. But uh, uh, certainly it's an impact. Uh, I think uh, the administration is highly invested in all of this. Uh, they 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 have to be a winner, and the Chinese have to be a winner. So I think that's going to have to be what President uh, Xi and President Trump have to uh, have to find a way to get to where both parties walk away and say I won and I got the things that uh, that I wanted from that. Right, right. Uh, Norbert, I'm just wondering in your report. You talk about the J.P. Morgan Chase manufacturing PMI, which came in at 52.1, and I just I want an answer about that and why it varies from the ISM PMI when we come back from break. So give that some thought, and we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back with Norbert Orr. Manufacturing Talk Radio will be right back. How do you keep your business humming? Where do you go when you're looking for quality suppliers of new equipment? Components, MRO supplies, repair services, or even raw materials. 30 years ago, you would have turned to the Thomas Register. Today, those big green books are better than ever at thomasnet.com, industry's leading platform for product sourcing and supplier discovery. You can easily find that local machine shop, national distributor, OEM, or any supplier having the right quality certification. Fast and free. You can even get to specific products, components, or downloadable 3D CAD drawings simply by entering specifications or part numbers. There's a reason thomasnet.com has become the go-to supplier discovery tool for procurement professionals and engineers. There's simply no other resource like it, and it's all free. Go to thomasnet.com today and see how top-notch supplier discovery doesn't have to put a dent into your bottom line. Welcome back to Manufacturing Talk Radio. And we are back with Norbert Orr, who's our senior international correspondent, who speaks with us each month about the global surveys he follows. And Norbert, before the break, I uh, threw out the J.P. Morgan uh, Manufacturing PMI, which is a few points difference than the ISM PMI. What's the what's the difference, sir? Uh, the J.P. Morgan uh, covers 44 countries, and it uh, covers them based on their contribution to uh, GDP uh, and global GDP, so that this month J.P. Morgan is at 52.1, and again, what's significant about that is if we go back to uh, December of last year, it it hit a 79-month high at 54.5. So when it falls to 52.1, we shouldn't be as concerned as we would be uh, uh, some new orders or uh, manufacturing new orders or uh, non-manufacturing new orders. Uh, And uh, if we look at the the decline that's taken place over that period of time from 54.5 down to 52.1, that's been incrementally every month of, of about four tenths of a point, 
so it shows the smoothing that you get when you look at the overall economy, plus the fact the U.S. economy is 20% of global GDP. Therefore, it contributes 20% to this. So we see the largest amount of change in the U.S., and it's only 20% of the total index. So, uh, again, it, it's it's an indicator. It's one that I follow uh, because it does give us some sense of um, what's happening on a global basis, uh, but it's not one that uh, particularly worries me when it gets down close to 50 it has 80% of the countries that are uh, uh, not uh, fantastic when it comes to economic growth to begin with. And nobody else has done what the U.S. has done in terms of taxes, in terms of investment, uh, uh, in terms of employment and un- a reduction of unemployment. Uh, none of those things. Uh, no, no other country has done, come anywhere close to what uh, the U.S. has done, and so uh, that, in my opinion, is why we're enjoying such a still strong economy. And I hope it continues to stay a strong economy. Norbert, I, I want to talk to you a bit about Brexit. When that happened two years ago, everybody thought that they would negotiate a, a reasonable agreement. Uh, the EU has not been particularly in favor of that. They felt like they were going to punish the UK. It looks like now they're going to have a hard Brexit. Um, It looks like the UK's economy is beginning to slow, as is the Eurozone. Is that all a reflection of Brexit, or are there other factors that are beginning to slow those two economies? Well, they started out with a, a pretty good plan, and everybody agreeing that, uh, uh, that they needed to make major changes and so on, and how they, uh, what they needed is an exit fee getting out of Brexit. But it's gotten uglier and uglier as uh, as, as things have progressed. Uh, June 16, June of 16 to present, uh, we're now uh, uh, in fully in the hands of the political process. And, uh, frankly, they're not handling it uh, as well as, uh, as it might happen. Uh, and, uh, you, you know, Theresa May stayed in power uh, and said, uh, I, don't, I'm, I wasn't in favor of Brexit, but I'm the one that should get us out of this. And now I hear statements from her such as, uh, uh, I believe in my heart of hearts that, uh, I've negotiated the best possible uh, deal for uh, the United Kingdom, uh, and it's one that they should proceed with. Obviously, uh, the Conservative Party doesn't agree with that. Not even sure the people in her own party agree with that. So uh, (laughs) when I was working every day in manufacturing, I used to always contend that the toughest negotiations were my own people. Suppliers were generally much more uh, e- easy to work with than uh, the, than my own people, and I think that's the same way probably for politicians. They're having more trouble internally even than, uh, than than externally with that. I've heard that about private companies as well. <laughs> 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 um, 
Yeah, Lou has that experience every day. Uh, Norbert, yeah. I know one of, one of Lou's favorite topics is uh, is South America, particularly Brazil. What's they're doing, happening? They're in, doing great. They're doing great. <laughs> <laughs> well, What's going on in South America? Uh, in Brazil, in particular, their index came in at fifty-one point one, and uh, and they're obviously making some changes that could be very significant. Uh, with the new government as it takes over, it's, it's, they're, not, they're not there yet. But uh, uh, if uh, if they get it right, uh, I think you could see a, a nice bump in uh, in Brazil. That uh, uh, Brazil economically is really kind of a sleeping giant, uh, but uh, waking them up is uh, is maybe beyond uh, anybody's capability. But the, the new uh, the new government, we'll just have to see how they do. Uh, but uh, I think we can at least be hope, more hopeful than we were a couple of months ago. Well, well I know that it all depends on how much the government takes out of the government or the country. <laughs> right. Right. Well, and and they look at what the government needs and then it, what's left over is what the private sector gets and uh, Right. <laughs> uh, the very private. You know, uh I I was up in uh Canada this past week in Toronto and and Montreal and uh I love going to Canada. We have a lot of good clients in Canada uh, and uh, very capable. Right now, the Canadian economy is following the U.S. economy. Uh, you, you see the uh, Canada's at 53.9, but it was as high as 57.1 uh, mid-year, uh, and it it kind of follows the U.S., uh, uh, one one of the uh, people that I visited with in, in Montreal uh, said there were 29 high-rise high buildings right now that are either under construction or under major remodeling in Montreal. And oh, that's always a good thing for them. That's uh, that's extremely good thing. <laughs> Uh, when you have that kind of investment taking place and uh, people feeling good about it, uh, uh, and Toronto was looked, I, I didn't have any numbers on Toronto, but it looked equally successful. And I think Canada is, has been enjoying uh, and uh, the, the new uh, trade agreement and so on. Uh, uh, USMCA will continue to guarantee that uh, Canada continues to grow uh, as the United States does. And so the rest of the world really uh, is Asia and Southeast Asia and India. Uh, how are those economies doing in, also in like Japan? Yeah, well, one of the numbers that uh, quite often isn't released and, uh, until late is the ASEA countries, which is uh, uh Myanmar, Philippines, Vietnam, Thailand, Malaysia, Indonesia, and Singapore. And, uh, again, when we look at the trends, if I go back to uh, November of 17 and, and look at the trend for that, it's been almost flat during that period of time. It's been uh, 50.6 is the overall average. Uh, with a low of 49.8 and a high of 51.4. So not much change taking place, and uh, 
certainly uh, those countries uh, have been among those that have uh, that have done well. So uh, they're trending downward, just the the way that uh, every other economy is right now. Uh, if uh, we touch on um, India, uh, India is at 52.2. Uh, if we look at the trend o- over uh, the same period of time, if I get this right, we're looking at 52.3. So, uh, again, not extremely strong, but yet consistent. And uh, India seems poised to be able to stay on that track, uh, that they've done enough things um with uh, trying to get out of being a cash economy into more of a credit card economy so people would pay taxes uh, has has more to do with that, I think. Uh, also, uh, Taiwan has been disappointing lately. As you know, Taiwan's one of the economies that I really like in Asia because it's to me it's a good read on semiconductors, and we can look at what's happened to semiconductors uh, on the on the market, uh, but uh, if we look at uh, their PMI, uh, that's dropped significantly from uh, 57.2 in November of 17 to 51.8. So uh, we we had a, a very difficult uh, uh, transition as things have slowed significantly for uh, the semiconductor business. Norbert, I'm just curious, uh, you know, back in the 1990s, we had an economy that was driven much of that decade by credit card debt. In the early 2000s, before the Great Recession, we had economies driven by mortgage loans and home equity loans, and that's where consumers got their money to spend. What's driving this one? It's kind of a combination of all of those, Tim. Uh, Okay. We're seeing... Uh, you know, there's not a uh, segment of the economy that we can look at. You know, the consumer confidence is high, uh, and so that encourages spending and encourages going into debt. Uh, at the same time, the Fed's raising interest rates, and, uh, uh, you know, w- one of the concerns that I have is, uh, and I think they're backing off of this, and I think it's a good thing. Uh, when, when they were committed to, well, we're going to raise uh, 25 basis points every quarter. Right. Uh, I, I have been amazed at uh, how much resistance there is to higher interest rates. So that when interest rates go up, they take a, uh, take a bump. Uh, then what happens is uh, people, people start to not buy houses, not buy cars at that new rate. It's much uh, more uh, sensitive to changes in interest rates than than I would expect. Uh, and again, my b- basis for that is I can remember when interest rates were as high as 21 percent, and I'm sure you guys can too, possibly. Yes, indeed. And uh, so when you go from uh, three and a quarter to three and a uh, three and a half, or three and a half to three and three fourths. It, it, to me, it's not even uh, not even much of a factor, but <laughs> right. to, the, to the marketplace today, it is a factor. Cars don't get bought, houses slow down, and so uh, you know what we're seeing is non-residential construction slow down somewhat, residential construction slow down, automobiles slow down. 
what's left is the non-manufacturing sector and investment and uh, investment in uh, long-term projects, those types of things that are that are really kind of holding things up right now. And to make matters just a little bit worse, uh, <clears throat> if I'm not mistaken, this is the week where the first part of the new tax quote-unquote reform bill uh, where you lose your uh, additional funds that you've been getting in your paycheck every week, all $5 of it. <laughs> well, so, and again, uh, that's more symbolism than than, uh, than economic problem, uh, but the symbolism really counts that uh, people see things like that and they, they start to uh, uh, start to adjust quickly. That's correct. That is correct. So they've been enjoying their $5 raise now for almost a year. Uh, so that's uh, <laughs> we'll see what the next chapter on our tax issues are. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, well, so uh, I think uh, – I'm sorry. Uh, Norbert, we're going to take a, a short uh, commercial break, and uh, we're going to keep you guessing at what Tim's next question is. And we'll be right back. <laughs> Manufacturing Talk Radio will be right back. Hi, this is Lou Weiss. Some of you know me as Lou Weiss with the yellow jacket. But today I'm president of All Metals and Forge Group. We are proud and pleased to be the sponsors for Manufacturing Talk Radio and for WAM, Women and Manufacturing, since 2013. AMFG is an open-die forge facility and a producer of seamless rolled rings since 1972. Most of the metal families are available in our inventory for production to help keep down delivery times due to mill deliveries of raw stock. We also specialize in machined, large, and complex forged parts. So give us a look at steelforge.com, our website, or give us a call at 973-276-5000. Send us your inquiries, your drawings, and specifications. Our quoting turnaround time is usually less than 24 hours to help you get your job from your client. Give us a try. We're almost doing this 50 years of partnering with our clients. We'd like to partner with you as well. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to Manufacturing Talk Radio. And we're back with Norbert Orr and Lou Weiss. I'm Tim Grady. Norbert, give us kind of a summary of what things look like in this report. I mean, it it still sounds good. It still sounds strong with kind of a, a dangling participle unless at the end. Well, uh, you know, l- let me comment uh, because I think this is really kind of where the story is. Uh, the Eurozone, the eight countries, uh, all of them uh, had either a small gain. I think one, uh, Spain, had a small gain. Everybody else was negative in terms of uh, uh, growth and activity. Uh, the Netherlands was down 2.7 points, which was the the biggest change. And, and, and again, it's not a huge amount of change, but it's the biggest change. But they also were at 59.8, so they were outpacing the rest of the Eurozone significantly. So not surprised to see that. But, uh, again, everything's incremental right now. Uh, there's a lot of discussion about can the United States stay reasonably strong while the rest of the world is, is slowing much more significantly. And, uh, I, you know, uh, I, I think we're, we're we are strong enough to to be able to do that. 
as long as we don't do some crazy things with regard to, to tax policy, uh, and as long as we, we, again, some of the other issues that are that are hanging out there in terms of economic growth. Uh, so I think as we look around the world, we, we see continuing growth. Uh, on the 18 surveys that we follow, the good news is none of those was below 50. So uh, we see a continuing strength, in, uh, you know, across the board, but uh, at a, a much weaker level than what we've seen previously. And for our listeners, the only two that were hovering right at the 50 line happen to be those coming out of China. Norbert, we appreciate you being with us again on Manufacturing Talk Radio and giving our listeners an idea of what's happening around the world because it really is all interrelated to a world economy of which we are a part. Thanks again for being with us. My pleasure. Thank you, Norbert. We'll see you next month. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. And we want to remind all of our listeners that you can hear this report and all of the other shows that we have done at mfgtalkradio.com. If you are interested in our sister show, which is Women in Manufacturing, that is at womenandmfg.com. A lot of great, insightful information from accomplished women who kind of share how they got to where they are and what they went through and coaching listeners on how they might handle certain situations. Terrific information there, Lou. What else have we got going on? Well, we're we're keeping busy. People are just flocking in our door to be on the, on the program, and uh, we have started. By the way, if, if no one noticed uh, our advertising campaign, we're looking for uh, our near and dear to uh, help support uh, our activities, uh, and uh, we'll be happy to send our uh, media kit that'll be on our websites. Uh, if you want uh, want a media kit, uh, send an email to uh, info at mfgtalkradio.com. And Matt will take care of us for this episode. We'll be back again real soon with more information for manufacturers where we try to provide helpful information so they can take action and know where the economy is going, what the trends are, what the breaking news is. Thanks again for listening to Manufacturing Talk Radio. Thanks for joining us on Manufacturing Talk Radio. You can hear our next broadcast each Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at mfgtalkradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.